Alright everybody, welcome back to the lab. Ryan Rivers here with Kate Holliday. Uh, if you're just now joining us for the first time, I invite you to uh, head over to WRMI.net and you can click on the uh, Programming and Schedules tab there and that'll show you uh, exactly what frequencies we broadcast on uh, shortwave radio via WRMI out of Miami. What about times? It'll tell you the times as well. Mm, okay. uh, the days of the week, the times, the frequencies, all that good stuff. And uh, you can also check us out on uh, iTunes because mm -hmm. we upload. Uh, we try to upload each weekend as a podcast. Um, so what episode number is this now? We've been uh, doing this for about two years. Yep, almost this summer it'll be two years. This is episode 80. Episode 80. Yep. Um, so if again, if this is your first time, uh, the lab we dig in, dissect a wide vari uh, variety of topics is what we say. Um, it's very uh, listener-driven. So mm -hmm. your emails at theweeklylab at gmail.com is where we get all of our uh, ideas for the show. So uh, feel free to shoot us an email. You can also email us at that address, theweeklylab at gmail.com, and we will send you a uh, QSL card if you are listening via shortwave radio. Yep. Just need your address. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's how we would send it to you. That's correct. I'm glad you're here to uh, to provide that bit of knowledge. Just want to clarify. Yeah, there you, you know. go. Um. So, with that being said, the uh, the requests have been pouring in for this whole conspiracy thing. I don't mm -hmm. know what it is about today. Everybody's all about... Um, I don't know. They're wanting something to believe or they don't believe that what they're getting fed is the truth. So, it's kind of spiraled into uh, here lately. I would say the last month we've been talking about all sorts of different conspiracies. Yeah. I um, mean, like I said, you can really turn anything into a conspiracy. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so, with that... Uh, with that being the hot topic right now, I don't mm -hmm. even know how Freemasonry came up, but that was what... Uh, that is we, yeah, we talked about the Illuminati last week. The Illuminati. And, and a lot of people think that they're linked or the same people or something. Okay. Yeah. So um, that brings us into today's topic, which is um, the Freemasons. Mm -hmm. Everybody, uh, not everybody, a lot of people... Everybody. Everybody in the world wants to know what's going on with the Freemasons. They, because uh, it's so secretive. Uh, is it? It uh, To me, it is. Okay. I mean, I'm a woman, so I'm not allowed in. All right. So I can only go off of what I see or hear. And sure. everybody acts like if you say anything about what goes on at a Masonic Lodge, uh -huh. um, basically, they'll they'll kill you. Okay. Is the vibe I get. Well, that's uh, that seems to be a conspiracy then that needs to be put to rest. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, let's dig in and dissect this whole Freemason thing, all right? Yeah. Um, so it's um, it came up today because of our previous episode on the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much insight we really provided. We kind of we we tied it into the Illuminati in oh like one way or another, mm -hmm. and we basically said we're not going to get too far into it because we wanted to get into it this week. Sure. So we didn't provide too much insight, and I said I was going to pick your brain, right? Because You've been part of a lodge before. Right. So uh, 20, what was it, 2013, I think, is whenever I um, got into the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, got up to a Master Mason, or 33rd degree, which is the um, the highest level of Freemasonry. I have no idea what that means. Um, so you have different levels whenever you join the Freemasons. So you're a big mamu on campus, the, huh? The big bamboo. Hmm. Um, but Freemasonry can also be viewed as a stepping stone to the other... Um, secret societies. I'm doing air quotes there, hmm. such as the uh, the York, the Scottish Rite, the Knights Templar, um, the Shriners, in order to 
you know, work with the Shriners, you have to be a Freemason. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. To be president? To be no. You should be a Freemason. I, I, that is not a requirement. Hmm. Conspiracy. A lot of presidents were Freemasons. Yeah, like 40-something. I was going to go into that, too. Yeah, several. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, I'm here to answer questions to kind of debunk uh, what's going on. So most likely there's going to be a part two. I'm sure we'll get some uh, questions from our listeners. I hope we do. Mm-hmm. The weekly lab at gmail.com is how to, how to get the, those questions to us. And I'll do my best to answer all of them as transparent as possible. Interesting. Because Indeed. I feel like whenever you bring it up to somebody who mm-hmm. has been involved with them one way or another, they're like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't talk about that. Uh-huh. Or, oh, I shouldn't mention that. Or I shouldn't. I'm Like, I remember you going through the process to become a Freemason. Like, you had to study. Mm-hmm. You had to go through ceremonies. Like, you had to learn a secret handshake or whatever. Like Several, yes. A bunch. Several. Yeah. I feel like I only heard about one. News to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it wasn't a simple process. You don't just like apply and then they're like, oh yeah, come on down. Like we'll interview. Like didn't guys have to come to the house and I had to leave? Um, I'm pretty sure I left the house. Yeah. Correct. That did happen. Um, <laughs> but at the same time. Yeah, I, w- I was there. Well, not physically. <laughs> for those that uh, that are interested, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a secret. You can, if you're interested, um, they have the saying to be one, ask one. So mm-hmm. all you have to do is reach out to a mason. You can go to the mason lodge. A lot of times if you drive around small towns, you'll see a sign that has the Freemason symbol. I see where they own a lot of highways. They do a lot of like freeway, highway pickup. They're yep. like, oh, this stretch is owned by the Freemasons. Respons- yeah, they're responsible for making sure that it's clean. Yeah. They don't own the highway. Well, yeah, you know what sense. I mean. Yeah, sure. Um, it's like sponsoring. Yeah. Yeah. But if you uh, if you drive around, you see the uh, you see the compass in the square. Uh, it'll show, you know, a lot of the, I think almost every city I've lived in, underneath it, it says, like, the date and the time that they meet. And if you go to the lodge, pull into the parking lot and just ask one of them. Tell them that you're interested. Does a little thing slide open and then all you can see is somebody's eyes and they're like, what's the password? It's not the Wizard of Oz. No, they don't. Oh. Uh, they don't do that. Don't mind that man behind fact, the door. In fact, uh, you won't even get into the lodge. They'll talk to you in the parking lot. Oh. They'll get your information. Oh. And, um, and that'll start the process. Like you can also your, what's probably, your name, boy? You could probably <laughs> go to the uh, the Grand Lodge's website and fill out a contact me form. And you then, can. And then somebody will be in contact with you. I do know that because somebody at work actually just recently did that. Uh, see there? Because he didn't understand why it was so secretive. Like, apparently his dad and his grandpa had been involved in him, and they wouldn't tell him anything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to crack this case wide open. Yeah, see, I don't know. And, and that's the thing. Whenever they interview you, they're going to ask you, like, why are you interested? And if you say, I, oh, you know, it's secret, like, they're not going to they're not gonna waste their time with you. Yeah. You know, it, it really, it's going to show them if you've done your homework, if you've seen what they do in the community, what they're all about. Um, versus you saying, oh, I watched a, a special on the History Channel and I'm interested now. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So, just to crack your crack your egg wide open, uh-huh, essentially, um, what is their purpose? So, Freemasonry, nobody knows exactly when it started. Um, I was reading, they said like the 1700s. That is whenever a lot of stonemasons found themselves out of work and they decided to get together and create their own lodges that they all hung out in. To get away from their wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah. Um, in hopes that they would uh, stir up some type of work, some type of uh, opportunity for themselves to um, continue making a livelihood. Hmm. Now, before that, um, a lot of lodges... Um, 
a lot of lodges talk about the Old Testament and how Freemasonry is um, seen, especially around King Solomon and his temple. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, if you were to join the Freemasons, you would learn uh, one of the lessons there where there was a, a certain guy, um, Hiram Abiff. He was one of uh, King Solomon's um, architects or mm. one of his masons. Never heard of him. And he ended up getting killed. But in doing so, he kept the secrets of Freemasonry. Hmm. And they uh, regard him as, you know, basically given the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, I'm not trying to compare that to serving in the military or anything. But they right. said that he, you know, died with honor that way. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a very complex story, but it's it's public knowledge. Like so it goes can, all the way back to biblical days. According to, mm, yeah, according to the Freemasons, it does. Hmm. Um, that's what they claim. Right. However, whenever you look at like what the modern Freemason, you know, the the modern Masonic Lodge now, it really has its roots back to, like you said, the 1600s, 1700s. Yeah. Especially over in England. Um, I believe it was actually founded in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, um, it kind of just divided from there. And a lot of the founding fathers of the United States, yep. when they came over, they were involved in uh, Freemasonry, which is why a lot of, um, a lot of the political figures of that time during the American Revolution, they all have Masonic ties. Yeah, they uh, said like thirteen of the thirty-something signatures on the U.S. Constitution were by Freemasons. Yeah, see there. Yeah. Um. I've also I don't I don't never looked at it myself, but I've heard that if you do like an overview of Washington D.C., that mm-hmm. the streets are laid out in the compass and the square. Yeah, so that was I mean that is one of the big conspiracies is that they have their fingers in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, we talked about the Illuminati and how they have the pyramid with the eye, like the all-seeing eye. Sure. Um, and you see that on dollar bills. Mm-hmm. So there's also conspiracies that um certain places i think there's somewhere in michigan or something that's laid out in like the masonic symbol Hmm. i forget what it was um yeah washington dc is another one um they said that they like hide their symbol in a lot of things just because so many people in political power or like high positions same as the illuminati we were talking about that people of power are associated with these secret societies and they have infiltrated and like put their little symbols everywhere. Just, just basically as a reminder, like, hey, we had something to do with this. Oh uh, yeah, I could see that. But I don't know how true that is, so I have no idea. Yeah. Um, well, there's there is no debating the fact that sure. Um, they were involved. I mean, that right. is something that they were the involved bill. in. Yeah, you have the pyramid. You have the all-seeing eye, which also is uh, is tied in with uh, Freemasonry as well. As Does that mean they are watching everything we're doing? No. Like 5G, when we were talking about that conspiracy, like they're tapping into my phone. I doubt it. I don't really think the Freemasons are concerned with any of that type of stuff. They don't think my conversations are interesting enough? No, not at all. I'm offended. I hate to to bust your bubble there. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of, and it's very vague and very bland, but that's kind of their history of where they... I feel like that's started. typical. It's not. It's not exciting. You guys are so vague. It's not exciting in any and by any means. Whenever you you know find the truth versus um, what so and so told you about it or what yeah. you saw on the History Channel. But that's what I was saying when we did get into the whole Freemasons thing on the last episode was mm-hmm. the fact that like me being a female, I can't join. So right. it's like a fraternity. It's all male thing. So I can only go off of, like I, I mentioned, the buildings without windows, the very secretive. Like you saying, if I, like, if I was a dude and I wanted to go sign up, they wouldn't even let me in the building. 
Like, right. to me, even if I was interested... I mean, maybe in the front lobby area, something like that. Ooh. Maybe in the kitchen. The kitchen. Um, but <laughs> the no, they have, a, they have a guard outside the uh, the lodge door. What do you need a guard for? To keep Just it. Just lock the door. No. That's so weird. Can you show me one of the handshakes? No. <laughs> um, I mean, I could. It's just whenever you whenever you are um, whenever you become a mason, you uh-huh. take an oath that you will not share any of the secrets, and the oath involves a lot of uh, uh, consequences. I guess if you do, if they find out that you do. Well, see, that's that's the thing. Like when me and this guy at work, let's say I won't name names, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it, and he was, like, actively texting his dad and mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, no, we shouldn't be talking about that or whatever. And he's like, what do they say to these people to make them not want to say something? And he was like, I feel like there's nothing these people could say to me. Because he, he was just, him and I were both picturing, like, a bunch of old dudes, like, sitting around watching football. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, you yeah. were saying, like, trying to get away from their wives and just have guy talk for a little bit and drink a beer or talk, whatever. Right. And he was like, what could they possibly say to anybody to make them legitimately not want to tell anybody. And I don't, my kind of take on it was maybe it's not like a threat, but it's just like, you're part of something that you enjoy. And maybe you're like, I just want to keep it secret because that's a tradition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or is it like, if you tell anybody, we're going to hunt you down. Well, that's basically what, uh, what is instilled in you whenever you do join fear. Um, I guess you could view it as fear. I mean, it's the consequences. If Is you it spiritual fear? Can I ask that? It's not. It's physical fear. Oh, gosh. Like, um, it, it's... All, I mean, all you have to do is look online. Like, it's all over. Is it? Yeah. I didn't actually look. Like, what are the consequences of telling Masonic secrets? Um, one is, I believe it goes something along the lines of that you would have your heart ripped out, your throat slashed, and your body buried where the tide ebbs and flows twice in 24 hours. Jeez. I, I believe that's the wording that they used. Um, that's just a very small portion of... What they will do to you. Of <laughs> oh, God. I mean, once that happens, like, who, who cares what else they could possibly I mean, do to you? It's, it's but the, it goes up build with, up. It goes up with each degree. Okay. You know what I mean? So, okay, this is going back to what you said before. So you were, like, a... What'd you call yourself? A magic mason? Not a magic. This isn't <laughs> Lucky Charms. Master mason? No, master mason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um... So, do you get held to a different standard as you move up? Yes. Like, if you tell secrets as a master mason, is it different than, like, what are they called? Like, the junior, like... An apprentice. An apprentice. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't know as many secrets, but if you tell them, you just get, like, a slap on the wrist with a ruler, and then if you're no, a I mean, master... No, you would get dis... I mean, they would... Disembowel you? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> you, that, I believe that is part of one of oh, them. Oh, God. Um, no, I'm I mean, you I'm would just... You would not be be invited to the lodge. You wouldn't be allowed in the lodge. You would get blacklisted or whatever they call it. Jeez. That type of thing. Huh. Um, but what kind of, I, like, I'm just picturing what kind of secrets could they have that are so important that you would, like, basically be hunted down for telling them? That's a good question. You know what I mean? Like, These days, I don't think anything's secret anymore. Yeah, because, I, that, and that's what I was reading, like, the history of it going back to like the 1700s mm-hmm. there was this guy uh, Morgan I think his name was his last name was Morgan Morgan Stanley I don't know his first name but basically he like pretended to be a mason and got into the local lodge there and like found all their cryptic ceremonies and their secrets and stuff and then basically wrote a book and his friend was like a newspaper publisher mm-hmm. and they got together and they were like oh we're going to publish all these secrets on this date and I guess the Freemasons were basically bullying him and harassing him and, like, giving him a hard time 
like as that quote publishing date that he was threatening was coming about and they were trying to get him to be deterred from releasing all their secrets and ultimately he was thrown in jail on like petty debts that he owed just because they were trying to get him out of the situation so they had enough control to get him in there and then apparently a group of masons bailed this guy out and took him away and no one ever saw him again is this a true story yes it can be yes like it is documented okay so i mean i think there's much more to the story than masonic secrets um unless this guy unless this guy was able to what i'm saying is you go into the lodge one time it's not going to be detrimental if you were to no he was like part of them okay like he became part of them his name i'm looking at the article right now william morgan okay Back in 1826. Uh, yep. He was a stone worker from New York. And then he went missing from a local jail. And he wasn't anybody of importance. But basically he posed as a mason. And somehow got into the lodge. And like learned what he said. Like their secret ceremonies. Or se- secrets in general. And then was like threatening to publish it. And go public with it. Mm-hmm. And tell everybody their secrets. And so they were trying to like berate him with harassment and stuff to get him to not do it because they were like well you can't do that because that's part of the whole thing is you're not supposed to expose the secrets and then yeah apparently they bailed him out of jail when he got thrown in there on like petty debts he owed and hauled him off and no one ever saw him again well if that doesn't deter you from releasing the secrets yeah but that was i mean that's back in like the seven eighteen hundreds. so sure. i mean like you were saying i'm sure a lot of the secrets from then until now have been exposed and over the time you know other things like that so I'm sure it was a lot harsher back then where they were legitimately just becoming something in these areas. Because he was from New York, so it was in the U.S. at the time. Um, I'm sure it was a bigger deal back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially uh, in those days where you didn't really have the uh, legal system working in your favor. Like you do, well, you're supposed to today. Yeah, and this is what they claim led to the fact that the Masonic lodges changed so much was this whole thing because he stirred up so much fear in the lodges and everything uh-huh. that um, a big like anti-Masonic movement came about because people were like, why does this guy have so many secrets? Like, what are they doing in there? And so a lot of things just like flip-flopped and they were freaking out because he was going to expose them, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. They didn't talk about that at all? Like, do they teach you the history and stuff when you go there? I have no idea. Yeah, but I mean... This whole case of uh, William Morgan, no, that was never um, imparted on us or any hmm. or discussed or anything like that. Um, and that. A lot of this stuff isn't written down about Freemasonry as well. Um, so whenever you do come across something that is in writing, it's usually, like you uh, use the word encrypted or whatever, it's written like in a secret code that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever you see these things on the internet, like I've read quite a few of them, and you just kind of laugh about it because you know that that's just, it's not true. It's well, just people Yeah, you know that. Um, <laughs> and like, even starting, like, um, whenever they start their meetings, like the, there's a whole formality that they use. Um, none of it's written down. It's all word of mouth, and it's all passed down by memorization. So do you think, just to go off of that just real quick, you think it's changed over time then? Or do you think that the ceremony got passed on so clearly that it's somewhat very similar to what it was back then? I think it's the exact same as what it was back then. Dang. Yeah. That's impressive, though. If nothing's written down, it got passed on. Like, I'm sure you played the game of telephone. 
as a kid where you sit around in a circle and mm. somebody says something to somebody and then by the time it gets around to the oh, other yeah, end yeah. of the circle, like you have, n- it's not even the same. Right. Yeah. And to have that over like centuries. Yeah. Well, and the only reason I think that is because I've been to multiple lodges and they're all the same. Every ceremony is the same and there's nothing written down. Like the guy, the, um, Master of ceremonies, essentially. Sure. The MC <laughs> up at the front, he's not reading off of anything. It's all off the top of his head. And if huh. he, like, misses a word or stumbles or whatever, somebody's sitting out on the outer circle, they'll throw the word at him hmm. to trigger his memory. Interesting. Something like that. And the fact that multiple lodges are able to do that across the United States mm-hmm. without anything written down tells me that it has been passed down the same Successfully. way. Successfully. You know. I mean, that in itself is pretty impressive because... Right. N- not a lot of stuff that's not documented mm-hmm. is passed down like that because it just changes over time. The story gets miscued. People take their own take on it. You know, like we've, you and I have had conversations about like the Bible mm-hmm. and how all the stories in the Bible are essentially telling somewhat of the same story, but they're all from different perspectives. Right. And so they come across different. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that to me was bound to happen at some point And the fact that they all do it the exact same. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to me. I wonder if it's like that in foreign countries as well. Yes. You, you've been to them? No, but I know <laughs> people, I know uh, members in lodges that have. Huh. That have went to, um, some people, like when they go on vacation, um, there was one they guy. They lodges? Yeah. They oh. would just find out when the local lodge is and they would go there and introduce themselves. You know, if you know the handshake, you can get in or they call it a grip. Um, if you know the grip, you can get in. So that's universal. Cause, so yes. even if I don't speak Italian or Right. So there's whatever. three different grips. And depending on what level, whoever the lowest ranking mason of the lodge is that day, that determines what level of the meeting it's going uh, to be. I think you remember, I remember you telling me that. So yeah. if you have a lodge with, say, 30 master masons showed up that day and you have one apprentice, mm-hmm. you're only going to hold a meeting with apprentice type material. So in order to move up, you have to learn new material. Yes. You have to be able to recite the information. They're going to ask you questions. Um, you have to learn. They call it the grip and the do guard, that type of thing. Um, do guard. So that's the, where was I going with that? Um, with the whole international type thing. That, yeah, it's just universal. That shows you that it's, it is universal in that um, these grips have been passed down. And that's the other thing what I was going to say is even if you were to go on the internet and you look and you're like, oh, I found the grips. And you watch some YouTube video of somebody showing you how to do it or whatnot. Sure, that may get you past you know, the guy outside of the door. Mm-hmm. Or if you fumble it in the parking lot, they're automatically going to be like, all right, I've never seen this guy before. Yeah. And then once you get in there and they start the meeting, if you have a speaking part, depending on where they ask you to sit. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. Because whenever you're inside the lodge, there's one, two, three, four, I think six different official seats that you, they, you could potentially be asked to sit in. Mm. Sit here. And whenever the guy that's running the show gets done with his part and everybody looks at you, they're expecting you to know what to say. And if you don't, that's and a if red you don't, flag. Yeah. Not to mention, before the ceremony starts, they're going to ask, um, I mean, it's just, it's a whole formality. If everybody gets in the line and they go up to do their thing and you're watching them to see what the, what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and you butcher it, that's another red flag. Like, that's how they're going to keep people. Have you ever seen somebody try and come in and no. didn't know what they were doing? Because I'm wondering, like, what's the protocol there? Well, um, one ceremony, we had someone knock on the door <gasps> and the uh, guard that was outside he interrupted the ceremony and said that there was somebody there. So we halted everything we were doing. And it was somebody, like I said earlier, that was interested mm. enjoying. Um, so, yeah, that type of thing. Jeez. Um, I will say they're not in there 
planning a revolution. They're not doing anything like that. A lot of it is uh, scholarship-based, uh, community-based. They're wanting to do good things. They help out those that can't help themselves. We went to a pancake breakfast. We went to a pancake breakfast. They're talking helped. about. They're sharing recipes. Yeah. I don't know. No, they like we just paid to go, and they were raising money for some type of charity, and we had a pancake breakfast. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, and. It seems easy enough to where you can just kind of memorize stuff and, okay, sure, I'm going to progress through the um, the different levels. And, you know, people do that. However, like, I think it's the um, the fellow, fellow craft mason. Like, that ceremony along is over an hour long of somebody talking. Good grief. So, like, you think about if you were to get up in front of somebody and talk for an hour, like, how long would your notes have to be? Much longer. If you're not going to ramble. And not to mention you're doing it verbatim of what's been passed down. You don't have any notes to go off of. That shows you how much the person has to have memorized Ugh. in order to get to that in order to get to that level. Is that higher than a master? No. Master is the highest level. And you did that? How long was that? It was a while. That's what I'm saying. Like there's it's um it's it's very involved. Yeah. And they don't want just anybody there. They want people that are dedicated, people that are going to help out the community. Um, again, well, I, I don't know if we... Are we debunking any type of conspiracies in I this episode? I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I, ha- I have one to go off of the ceremonies. We only have a couple minutes, so you could say true or false. Is there a blood oath involved? No. Or, sorry, false. Is there a sword involved? Yes. So there's no cutting of, like, your hand or anything? No. Where you, like, shake hands and mix your blood together? No. And you're like, what's up, bro? You think I would do that? I have no idea what you're into. What? (laughs) I don't know. That's just one of the conspiracies is that, like, you have to take, like, a blood oath. There's also a conspiracy that you have to be blindfolded and they sit you on a goat and it walks around the... What? I know that there's a conspiracy about being blindfolded and, like... That part is true. You are blindfolded whenever they initiate you. Yeah, but I feel like it's, like... That's what I was thinking. Like, you get blindfolded and they, like, cut your hand or something. And it has to do with, like, something with the sword. Like, they act like they're going to kill you or something. No. Yeah, I don't know. I know that is a conspiracy. Is there any truth behind the fact that they're Satan worshippers? No, there's absolutely no truth behind (laughs) that. But they don't necessarily make you follow God. So, that's the thing. Freemasonry isn't a religion. People think that it is. It's actually very secular. However, in order to be a Mason, there's three different criteria that you have to meet. You have to be a man or Mm -hmm. you have to be born a male. You have to Mm. be born free, okay? So you can't be born into slavery, and you have to believe in a supreme being. So you have to believe in a God. Whatever God means to you is what they require you to do. Hmm. Okay? Okay. Um, So those are the three criteria. You have to be a man, you have to be born free, and you have to believe in a supreme being. There is no Hmm. worshiping... Um, there no, there's of any kind. No, it's not a religious group at all. Yeah, it's not like going to church or no. nope. doing satanic no. rituals. It just so happens that the Christian Bible is where they draw their um their foundation from. It's where they believe that their roots started. See, I think that's where the secrecy part comes in because people are gonna put like fill in the blanks yeah. with whatever they think might be going on. Of course, at some point, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, they're worshiping Satan. They're doing witchcraft. Like all this sure. kind of stuff, just to stir stuff up." So. Yeah. There you go. Debunked. Debunked. Um, I will say that the Catholic Church is the only organization that I'm familiar with as far as organized religion that is against Masons. Mm-hmm. And if you become a Mason, you get um, uh, removed from the Catholic Church or whatever they call that term. Yeah. I have heard that. I've heard that like it's very hard to be a faithful Catholic if you're trying to be a Freemason. So they say. They don't mix. Yeah. But that's weird because you still believe in a higher power as a Catholic. Yeah. it's uh, It goes back to their their doctrine of mm. what they believe. Um, that's like for a whole different episode. 
and that would be for someone that's like a Catholic and they want to get into it and they don't know what they should do, then we could go over that. But I don't think the general population would find that very intriguing. Right. But the fact that they allow you to join if you believe in a higher power makes it interesting that one religion itself is like, mm mm-mm. Yeah, one, you know what I mean? one denomination of that religion, sure. Right, Because yes. a lot of, uh, I mean, Protestants um, in Christianity, they don't really seem to care if you're a Freemason or not. Hmm. Because I think they're, and I'm not calling Catholics uneducated, but I would say that they took the time to educate themselves about what, what it actually is. What it actually entails. Huh. We might have to talk offline about that because now I'm curious. Mm, yes, very well. So, so we'll definitely have to do a part two. Yeah, I get, yeah, we'll have to do a part two of this. Um, we're debunking things. Um, Left and right. Yeah, but um, Freemasonry well, more than anything <laughs> for this uh, conspiracy um, uh, group here that we're doing this whole topic thing or whatnot, it's more of a stepping stone especially. It'll get you all sorts of different places in life if you want to go into other societies. So yeah, um, theweeklylab at gmail.com. Send us an email if you're listening over shortwave. Uh, we'll get you a QSL card. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, make sure you subscribe. And we'll see you guys next week.